landing. Wait for it. There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your host, Jim. And coming live from Studio B, thanks to the Polar Vortex, is my buddy, Chuck. So, we are ushering in a new month. And uh, we say goodbye to January, the first month of this year. We've been to, I think you and I have gone to one movie, or two, well, one movie, each of us. And it was the same movie in January, and that was Glass. Correct? Yes. Yep. And then we saw Polar on Netflix, a little Dark Horse comic that came out of nowhere. Uh, and they did a pretty good job transferring a pretty wordless comic book to what they did. And I know a lot of people don't like them, but you actually gave the best amalgam of movies. And uh, what was the amalgam of movies that you gave us? I thought it was The Love Child of John Wick and um smoking aces yeah that's a a good one uh i was trying to think and like john wick definitely and like the second one i I was really hard on like what it's going to be and i totally forgot about smoking aces as i think most people have but like i was thinking like crank and i was like yeah but it was it was better than crank and i know a lot of people don't like it but uh i was a i was a fan of it it was a good hour and a half fun matt lucas led movie you know what? I'm really glad it was on Netflix because I don't think I would have wanted to pay money for it. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we're going to talk, uh, I think, at least one Netflix movie in this episode because this is our everything coming out in February episode. Um, and it's Black History Month. So there's going to be a lot of cool stuff we're going to talk about. Uh, let's just let's just dive right into it and we will talk about our TV premieres and we'll start February 2nd um, tomorrow if you're listening to this the day it comes out. It's about to get cute and fluffy this weekend, Chuck. Cute and fluffy. You know why? No. February 2nd, we have two things coming out. We have the Dog Bowl and the first annual Cat Bowl. The Dog Bowl is going to be on Animal Planet at 8 p.m. And the Cat Bowl is going to be on Hallmark Channel at 10 p.m. You tuning in? You know what? AG said she wants to watch Cat Bowl, so I'm sure it'll be on somewhere. Listen, as as a cat aficionado, I did not know that there was a Dog Bowl, a Cat Bowl, a Kitten Bowl, and a Puppy Bowl. Yeah, I, I knew I knew Puppy Bowl. Yeah, that's I've, the only one I knew. Um, I didn't know there were Kitten Bowls, and th- I, there is now a Cat Bowl. It's the first one, um, and I had no idea there was a Dog Bowl. But apparently, um, like I said, this weekend's going to get cu- cute and fluffy because the February 3rd, we have Kitten Bowl 6, Hallmark Channel at 2 p.m., Puppy Bowl 15, Animal Planet at 3 p.m., Super Bowl 53, Rams versus Patriots, and uh, that's at CBS on 7 o'clock. Who do you got in that Super Bowl? Uh, who do I want or who do I think is going to win? Um, oh, let's go with both. I, I want Rams, but yeah. I think Patriots are going to win. Uh, I'm the same way. I would hate to see the Patriots win. We have no horse in this race. Uh, personally, I don't like either team Yeah. Uh, because you know the Patriots are the Patriots. And the Rams, uh, if they win the Super Bowl, will always hear how Jarrett Goff is a superior quarterback to our Carson Wentz uh, because he has won a Super Bowl and Carson Wentz has not been able to stay healthy. But um, that's where um, that's enough football for here. Are you excited for the the halftime performance in the Super Bowl? No, not at all. I mean, I lo- I love Maroon Five, um, but there's so much controversy around this year's super, uh, halftime performance that I'm ex- tuned out 100. percent And you know what I'm going to watch? What? I'm going to watch halftime heat. What the heck is that? All right, so Halftime Heat is uh, WWE and NXT did a, uh, a six-person tag match, 
and they're going to stream it for halftime on WWE Network and Facebook and YouTube. And you'll you won't know any of these names, but um, it's Velveteen Dream, Ricochet, and Alistair Black versus uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and Adam Cole. I've heard of Johnny Gargano because it's our friend of the podcast, Dan. Yeah, definitely. Because he he sent you ten thousand pictures of him, and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? The other day, he sent me like eight. Yeah, he, he's his favorite wrestler, I think. But you know, he's uh, Johnny Gargano would be a great guest on our show because he is a geek through and through. Just toured the Marvel Studios, and he um, he also like every pay per view match he has. He does a Marvel theme. He's done like Star Lord, Ragnarok, Venom, and then this week, this past weekend for Takeover, he did Dark Phoenix because they were in Phoenix, and he finally made the heel turn. It was really cool. Yeah, I seen actually the Dark Phoenix picture and the Marvel um, studio visit because of Dan. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a good follow. I, I like uh, Johnny Gargano. I I like everybody involved in this match. Uh, Ricochet, what, I think he's from Philly. Pretty sure he's, he's an Eagles guy. And uh, Velveteen Dream is kind of like if you put Prince and Macho Man together. It sounds like an awful name, but I think I've heard of Alistair Black. I yeah, think. he's uh, he's like super tatted, Norwegian, uh, into death metal. His wife is uh, the chick who's playing AJ Lee in the Fighting with the Family movie. Okay. And she is super cute. Her name is Zelina Vega. Uh, but... All these guys are – it's going to be a great halftime performance because I'm going to watch that over uh, Maroon 5 personally, and I suggest most people do as well. All right, so that's February 3rd. Uh, we don't have anything coming out that I wanted to talk about until February 8th, which is Kevin Hart's Guide to Black History Month, and that's going to be on Netflix. Where do you stand with Kevin Hart? Are you a Kevin Hart fan? Uh, I don't mind Kevin Hart. You know, he does play a lot of the same character. Yeah, do you think um, there's too much Kevin Hart? Is there such thing as too much Kevin Hart? Not yet. I think oh. it could. Be. I think it could be. Oh, see, I think there's too much Kevin Hart at this point. I think he's uh, like I think just the world needed a new like Eddie Murray or Eddie Murray, Eddie Murphy, uh, Dave Chappelle. I think they needed a new really funny African American man who is recognizable and welcomed in a lot of households, and Kevin Hart fits that mold. But it's just like he's an everything he is he really is he's got tv shows he's got youtube shows he's got netflix shows he's doing tours and all these movies and he's making money so you know uh, maybe it's a little jealousy speaking but i'm growing tired of him the same way that i grew tired of jennifer lawrence because it was just like there's so much of exposure but you know let him have this. He's he's funny. I, I will say that. He's very, very funny. And he's not at the point where he's unlikable like Will Smith. Yeah. I You know what? I I do like his movies. I thought he was funny in Jumanji. Yeah, he, he was funny in Jumanji. But that's, you know, that's kind of where he lies for me. Like, I like him, but I'm not, like, a super fan. Yeah. Well, you don't strike me as a Kevin Hart super fan. Uh, that's the only thing coming out on February 8th. On February 10th, we have the 61st annual Grammys, CBS 8 o'clock. The Walking Dead returns uh, at 9 o'clock on AMC, and then Ride with Norman Reedus returns on AMC at midnight. Uh, any of those that you plan on watching on February 10th? Um, Definitely Walking Dead. Yeah, I, I think I'm an episode behind on Walking Dead, but I'm very excited to see where they go now that a lot of the, the people are, are gone, the original people are gone, and 
they kind of jumped in time. It's it's a little crazy. Are you not interested in the Grammys? No, I don't like the Grammys. I don't even think the Grammys matter anymore at this point. Like I don't, I don't really buy CDs or music. I just listen to it like podcasts and listen to them on the radio and YouTube. So I don't, I don't know how they rank this anymore with yeah. how much like digital music you can get for free and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know where I stand. With, I'm not watching the Grammys, and I like Ride with Norman Reedus, but I'm not staying up till midnight to watch it. I might catch it in the summer when I'm bored. Yeah. Good. No, I've never seen that show. I don't really have any interest in Ryan Norman Reedus. It's pretty fun. He just does stuff on a motorcycle in different towns. You get to see him talk to people. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, and then on February 11th, we have uh, American Dad. It's returning to TBS at 10 p.m. Um, you, are you American Dad guy? We did a McFarlane episode that never made it to the air, but uh, I still have. Are you American Dad guy? Um, I've watched a couple episodes, but I'm not really big on it. I love it. I love Roger. Um, it's going to be, I'm excited for this one. And the next day on February 12th, we actually have another show coming to TBS that you texted me about, uh, Miracle Workers. And uh, Miracle Workers is a comedy set in the offices of Heaven Inc. When God plans to destroy the earth, two, le- uh, two low-level angels must convince their boss to save humanity. They bet him that they can pull off the most impossible miracle yet, help two f- humans fall in love. And that stars Steve Buscemi as God. Daniel Radcliffe, Geraldine Vishvanathan from Blockers, and uh, Karen Sony Dupinder from Deadpool. Where are you at with Miracle Workers? Um, it looks funny. I don't think I'll watch it, but really, he- you know, I got okay. so much. You're not a sitcom guy, so this is not up your alley. I watch a f- I watch two sitcoms, and that's it. And yeah, you watch I- Grey's Anatomy and <laughs> uh, How to Get Away with Murder. No, I watch uh, Goldberg's and Schooled. Yeah. That's it. And if, it's a, if this took place in Philly, you'd watch it. Maybe. But you know what? Like, I love the idea of Steve Buscemi as God because I think yeah. that's awesome. But, I mean, you know what? It could be maybe when everything slows down, if it's still on demand, I might watch it. But I, I really don't have a huge interest in it. It's already set to my DVR. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I mean, you got Danny Rads in it and... This gives me more hope that I can start seeing more Daniel Radcliffe now that he's doing TV. You know, at first I never thought he'd come over and do like a, a sitcom or television like that. So he's really stretching his reins and we'll see. We'll see where he goes with this. He's one step closer to being a superhero. That's how I look at it. <laughs> I don't know who. Maybe Iceman, but I don't know who yet. Uh, and then February 13th, this is a show um, that sounds really cool based on the cast. Um, but I don't have the service. This is Weird City coming to YouTube Premium, and it's a look at the life and pe- people living in a futuristic town called Weird, and it's from Charlie Sanders and Jordan Peele. And have you looked into this before? I've never heard of it until right, sh- just now. Check out this cast. So it's got LeVar Burton, Michael Sarah, Laverne Cox, Sarah Gilbert, Rosario Dawson, Aquafina, Dylan O'Brien, Ed O'Neill, and Stephen Young. Wow. It's a pretty good cast. That's a pretty diverse cast, too. Yeah, and that's, like, just some of the names. Like, there's so many other names that are on there. Like, there's a lot of stuff coming out in February that has really, really good casts. I'm pretty pumped for this. I I think they're going to put, like, a free episode or two up on YouTube. I'll probably watch the first free episodes. Yeah, it sounds intriguing just because of the cast. Yeah, and Jordan Peele's super good. Uh, And he just got, I think, uh, April Fool's is when Twilight Zone's coming out, his, uh, his reboot to Twilight Zone. Yeah, it's going to be on CBS All Access. 
Yeah. Well, he's got three things coming out back to back. He's got he's got this. He's got us in March, and he's got uh, Twilight Zone. So it's gonna be a big year for Jordan Peele. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad we don't have to wait year like two years for him to start putting stuff out like we did between Get Out and and this. And so, then we and then this week we've heard a lot of buzz about his uh, Candyman reboot. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we'll, see, we'll see if that ever takes place. It gets off. And you hear who he wants as Candyman, right? I can't remember. Like Keith Stanfield. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, I was like, ooh, that would be really good. And he's actually talking to Tony Todd, too. I don't nice. know what role Tony Todd would have, but... Yeah, probably like a father figure to Lakeith Stanfield, like in a flashback or something. Yeah, that would be neat. Well, I, I like Lakeith Stanfield as Candyman much more than I like him petitioning for the Joker. Yeah, I would have to agree with that one. Yeah, and I know, like, since we're talking DC a little bit, uh, Ben Affleck resigned from Batman. Do you, you okay with that? Um, I didn't hate Ben Affleck as Batman. I didn't like how they used him. Yeah. I think on paper... He was good because he was a Frank Miller esque mm-hmm. Batman, very, very that, true. that old, beat up, weathered Batman, and I thought he was the right fit. Like he wasn't super lean, but he neither was the Frank Miller Batman. Like the Frank Miller yeah. Batman was essentially Ben Affleck. I don't really think Bat. I don't. When I think Batman, I don't think lean. No. Yeah, you know, I think broad shoulders. Yep. Uh, tiny waist, like a real tiny, like a Ken doll waist. But I don't think like I don't think like elongated man as Batman. Like yeah, the bigger guys are as Batman. You know, John no, I mean, as Batman. Christian Bale was pretty lean. Yeah, well, Christian Bale's like a I don't even know what he is. He's like a mutant. How what he does to his weight. But like I didn't like I didn't like the movies that he was in. But I don't think a lot of times his portrayal was awful. No, I totally agree with you. Like I liked Ben Affleck as well as Batman, but I didn't like the bullshit that followed him. You know what I mean? Like after Batman vs Superman bombs, he doesn't want to be Batman anymore. And then Justice League comes out and he wants to be Batman. And then Justice League bombs and he doesn't want to be Batman. And then it goes on hiatus and then he goes to rehab and then he's cheating on Jennifer Garner. Like there was so much bullshit that was attached to Ben Affleck. For the past three years, you're like, oh my god, like we just need a clean slate. Yeah, and, and I seem it seems like we're getting it. And you've seen what um, Matt Reeves talked about his movie's going to be, right? Yeah, he wants the Rose Gallery. Yeah, he wants he's everybody. It's going to be a a noir story, and yeah. it's going to be it's going to focus more on him being a detective, which we've never really seen before. Um, you know, they touched that big times in the comics because he... Yeah, if you read Detective Comics, then you know what Detective Batman's all about. But other than that, you just think, where's the trigger? Like, that's all you yeah. think about. So it's going to be a different take on Batman, which I'm excited. And the rogues gallery, I mean, you could have anyone in there. I'm calling it right now, Chuck. You heard it here first. Jonah Hill as the Penguin. Uh, Josh Gad has been, uh, he's been pushing I think it's going to be Jonah Hill. I think Jonah Hill has more rec- like recognize recognizability, if that's a word, uh, and I've, he's got a little more cred with like Oscar nominees and stuff. You put Oscar award or uh, Academy Award nominee or winner next to that name, it brings people in. So I'm thinking Jonah Hill. 
He's going to get chubby again, and he's going to be a penguin. I think Jonah Hill's got more range than Josh Gad. Yeah. But, you know, um, I like Josh Gad. I'm not going to – like, I would be pissed if he uh, if he became the penguin. Yeah, but I, I would like to see characters that we've never seen before. Yeah. You know, so it can't be the penguin. No, I mean, I mean, if you're going rogues gallery, of course you can have penguin in there. But, you know, I want to – I know Black Mask is already taken. Victor Zaz is already taken. Uh, I, I'm still pulling for Hush, but I don't think a lot of people know who Hush is, and we're getting an animated movie. Uh, we'll see. That's it, It's coming out in 2021, so we've got a couple of years to, to talk about that. Let's get back to our TV shows that are coming out. Um, February 15th, we're jumping past Valentine's Day, uh, and we have Doom Patrol coming out in DC Universe, so you can see our last episode for all things Doom Patrol. And that day, also, Netflix is unveiling Umbrella Academy, and you can see our next episode for all things Umbrella Academy. So we're just going to move away from those, because we've already covered them. And our next episode, we're recording tomorrow, so we'll be able to talk a ton of Umbrella Academy. Then you have February 24th, you have the Academy Awards. Uh, I think it's like the 91st, and that's on ABC at 8 p.m. Does Black Panther have any chance to win Best Picture, Chuck? I think it does. I don't think it should. Okay, but I think it it could win. Um, I just I don't think that was even the best superhero movie we got in 2018. Rather I than totally agree with you, one of the best you know movies of the year. Like it was good. I'm, I'm not been, gonna. Might have been third best superhero movie that came out that year. Aquaman was better. Uh, and Avengers, Avengers was better. I think so, it was, I think Black Panther was better than Ant Man and the Wasp. Yes, I agree with that. But, but I just don't think like was it a good movie? Yes. Was it a great movie? No. Like, yeah. it, in my opinion, it wasn't. Like I we think, had we had great ahead. performances, but to me, like I didn't walk out of there and go, "Oh my god, that was an amazing movie." See, I did. And I know you didn't. Like you stuck true with this. I walked out and said that was amazing. Um, I still think it's an amazing movie. Academy Award winner, no, uh, but I think it's great for the the culture, the superhero culture at least, or the superhero movie culture yeah. that we're finally getting recognized. And uh, my pick for you know best picture is Stars Born. I think that that's going to win it, but uh, that's what I think is going to win. But it, it might not. You know, Green Book is getting a lot of love, and so is uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know if that's best picture worthy either, but you know, I know you saw it. I did see that movie. Best picture was, worthy? Um I don't know. I um I don't it was good. Yeah. But I don't think it was like Rami Malik's performance deserves an Oscar. That's Okay. That's what I think. But the the story itself and the movie, it was it was a good movie, but I don't think it was uh Academy Award winning. Yeah, I think worthy. I've only seen like two of the movies that came out that were nominated for Academy Awards. It's uh, been slacking this year, but uh, there's a lot of stuff. Avengers is probably going to win an award. Uh, Black Panther's got to win something. Uh, so it looks like the superhero team is going to be coming back with uh, with some hardware, which is great. Marvel could, could definitely use some hardware because they don't have any yet uh, yeah, as definitely. far as Academy Awards when DC's sitting over there with uh, Suicide Squad rocking a, an Academy Award. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So we've got a lot of TV stuff. What what are you most excited about? Um, probably Doom Patrol. Yeah, I'm gonna go Doom Patrol, 
and then Umbrella Academy and Miracle Workers. That's what I think uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, Doom, we, Pat- go ahead. Doom Patrol and Umbrella Ca- Academy is probably where I'm at. Like, I probably won't watch anything else besides like Super Bowl Academy Awards. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch all the bowls, um, especially the Kitten Bowl because uh, I love kittens. But I'm more excited. Like, I'll be done Umbrella Academy probably by the 16th. I don't think I'm yeah. even doing anything for Valentine's Day, so I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna binge the shit out of Umbrella Academy. Let's go to movies, because I had told you before we even logged on that there are a lot of movies coming out this year, this February, and usually we get like some good horror movies. We got Split uh, two years ago. We got Get Out. We get some good stuff. I think this year is going to be a little different than previous years because I don't see like an Academy Award nominee coming out anytime soon in february from this list so let's start with netflix we have uh i said we were going to talk about a netflix movie and it's this one we we're going to talk about velvet buzzsaw and after a series of paintings by an unknown artist are discovered a supernatural force enacts revenge on those who have allowed their greed to get in the way uh, um to get in the way of art and it stars jake gyllenhaal john malkovich tony collette renee russo you gonna go, you gonna watch this uh probably not this it, it's got a very like Black Mirror vibe. Like I saw the trailer and I was like, "Oh, what is happening?" Like just the the screenshot of Jake Gyllenhaal like with those tight ass pants on and those th- thick glasses. I was like, "Oh, I'm out on this." And then I watched the trailer and I was like, "All right, this is something I might watch." It's got a very very Black Mirror vibe, and Nightcrawler was super weird too. So, yeah, that was. And it's from the same guy, so I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm not going to be like, I need to see this this weekend. I'll probably watch it when I have time, but I'm going to watch it for sure. Next one, I don't I don't think you're going to watch anything until February 8th. The next one is called Miss Bala. And Gloria finds a power she never knew she had when she is drawn into a dangerous world of cross-border crime. Surviving will require all of her cunning, inventiveness, and strength. Starring Gina Rodriguez, Anthony Mackie, Ishmael Cruz Cordova. Where are you at with Miss Bala? No, I'm out. It looks like Hispanic peppermint. <laughs> I think it's going to be better than peppermint. Um, I-, I will say one thing. Gina Rodriguez looks great. She he... looks great in this movie. And Anthony Mackie is just popping up in everything. Oh, he's everywhere. And then there's like, more stuff coming out within the next like year. I know. he's got. Well, he just did IO. He's got this. He's got you know Altered Carbon, Avengers coming out. Uh, good for him. I'm excited for Anthony Mackie's journey. Um I'll see this when it comes out. This is a, not when it comes out on DVD. This is a home rental for me because uh, I've seen so many of these like vigilante movies, and this is like a female Sicario. Um, and I like Sicario, but I'll, I'll wait for this one to come out. This is probably the first movie I think you're going to see in February, and it's the Lego Movie Two, the second part. And it's been five years since everything was awesome, and the citizens are facing a huge new threat: Lego Duplo invaders are from outer space. Wrecking everything faster than they can rebuild. And it stars Chris Pratt, who just got engaged, so congratulations to him. Uh, Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett, Tiffany Haddish, Stephanie Beatrice, and so much more. And this is the second time Jonah Hill is going to be referenced because he plays the Green Lantern. Are you in on this movie? Um, I actually want to see it, but AG does not. Yeah, go see it alone. Uh, that's kind of creepy. you know. Um, I saw Incredibles alone. Sat next to a family. We know the story. And it was creepy, probably. No, no. My hands were on my pants, not in my pants. So we were good. So you're not, yeah. you're, what are you going to see this when it comes out on DVD? 
Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. I liked the first one. I th- the first one actually surprised me, and I, yeah. I liked it. And we seen uh, Lego Ninjago, and that wasn't bad either. I don't know about um, that, Chuck. But, you know, I said, eh, let's go see this one. She's like, nah, I'm good. All right. Well, I'm a little surprised. I thought you were definitely going to see that. You might Maybe if you're bored, you'll see this movie. Uh, Cold Pursuit. And it looks like Liam Neeson has upgraded to two-word titles now. And uh, a, snow, a snowplow driver seeks revenge against the drug dealers he thinks killed his son. And it's based on the 2014 Norwegian film In Order of Disappearance. And it stars Emmy Rossum, Liam Neeson, Julia Jones, and Laura Dern. Are you in on Cold Pursuit? Uh, that's a home rental. Yeah, dude, when the first line where he's like, my son wasn't a drunkie. I was like, oh, I'm done with this. So done with this. He wasn't a dope fiend. He just he does the same thing, just he's a different job. I feel like this is still Brian doing his thing from finding his daughter. Now his son died. Yeah, he's he's he found a niche, yeah. and he he seems to be pigeonholed in all those movies. But you know what? He's probably the better version of what Nicolas Cage is trying to do. Oh, definitely. Nicolas His- Cage is is trying to be Liam Neeson, while Liam Neeson is trying to be John Wick. Liam Neeson movies actually make it to the theater. That's very true. You know, no, uh, I didn't see Mandy getting a wide release. Yeah, and a lot of his are straight to DVD. Yeah, and also one or two word titles. So I don't, I don't know. Um, Cold Pursuit. I'll, I'll check it out when it's on HBO. I don't think I'm going to pay any money for it. But I do love Liam Neeson. I think he's great. He just did a um, Liam Neeson behind like answers your questions on GQ. It was pretty funny, and uh, he's from Belfast, and I saw his old house from where he was a kid, so maybe I'll watch it. Who knows? Uh, the next one, I think you're definitely in on. I know 100% that you're going to watch this. Uh, what women or what men want, a woman is boxed out by the male sports agents in her profession, but gains an unexpected edge over them when she develops the ability to hear men's thoughts, starring Taraji B. Henson, who just received the Hollywood star. Wendy McClendon Covey from your show, the Green, uh, not the Green, the Goldbergs, uh, Max Greenfield, and our man Tracy Morgan. Where are you at with what men want? It will definitely probably be like a um, Sunday night home video movie for me and the wife because we like comedies and we'll probably watch it. But I definitely want to see that in theaters. I'm honestly surprised you're not going to see it in theaters. I when I put it on the list, I was like, Chuck's going to see this in theaters and he's going to love it. You're going to tell me how good this is and how great Tracy Morgan's wardrobe was. No, I mean, he's the only reason I really want to see it. Because the the best scene is when they're sitting there playing poker and, like, Shaq's there. And, um... Oh, he's talking to himself in third person? And he's like, why is Shaq talking in the third person? And then Tracy Morgan goes, I smell toast. And he goes, "Am am I having a stroke? And then he goes, no, I got toast in my pocket. Yeah, Tracy Morgan is such a, such a great funny like he's a cartoon character in real life and you know who else is in this movie kellen lutz is he he plays captain fucktastic what (laughs) that's his name on the imdb check it i'm not lying uh the next movie is called the prodigy and the trailer actually scared the shit out of me when i saw it in theaters and uh it's based on a mother who's concerned about her young son's disturbing behavior and thinks something supernatural may be affecting him and it stars taylor schilling Brittany Allen and Jackson Robert Scott. Did you see the trailer for this movie? Yeah, I seen that when we seen Glass. It looks creepy as shit. Dude, you didn't even see the best part of the trailer. That's the second trailer. The first trailer uh, I saw 
god probably in like october and there's a scene where the kid's walking to taylor Schilling, and he he starts to run and it goes from a kid and by the time it reaches taylor Schilling, he has turned into a full-grown strange man and i was dude i was done i was like i've never seen that in a horror movie I was absolutely out on that, and I was like, "This is this is going to be good." And we get really good, like weird horror movies in February. That's probably going to be the first movie I'm going to see in theaters this this month. I'll probably and, wait. Yeah, you're not a horror guy. You'll probably wait until I'm like, "Dude, this is good," and you'll wait seven months later when it's on DVD and watch it, right? Yeah, probably. All right, so let's go to February 13th. We have two pre Valentine's Day movies, Chuck. These are date night movies. The first one is "Isn't It Romantic." Uh, a young woman disenchanted with love mysteriously finds herself trapped inside a romantic comedy. It's got a really good cast. It stars Rebel Wilson, Tom Ellis from Lucifer, Priyanka Chopra, Liam Hemsworth, and Adam Devine. You going to go uh, take your wife out to see this? I actually asked her. I said, oh, you want to go see this for Valentine's Day? And she was like, no. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm, you know, I'm offering Pete to take people to movies, and they're just sh- shut me down left and right. Yeah, I don't want to see this at all. Be honest with you, this is a this is a hard no. I uh, like no. Rebel Wilson, so you know. I like I Tom find... Ellis, but he's not going to play Lucifer in this, so I'm not going to watch it. And he probably has a very small part. I don't know. He's been in the first trailer. He was a doctor. He's first build on the IMDb. Yeah, I just think like from what the trailer looks like, she gets hit. She sees the doctor. She leaves the hospital. That's it. You know, Liam yeah. Neeson is going to be the. The male lead. Well, then not Liam Neeson. If Liam Neeson's in this, <laughs> no, Liam Hemsworth. Sorry. Yeah, he looks ridiculous in this movie, and I think yeah. he's just trying to cash in on the fact that Chris is funny, and he's like, "Oh, all the Hemsworths are funny. Look at me, I can be funny." I don't think it's yeah. gonna translate well. Maybe they just try to get Chris Hemsworth, and they couldn't, and they were like, "Ah, oh, we'll just get his brother instead." They went with Diet Hemsworth. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, their next option was Luke Hemsworth. Oh, who's great. He's probably funnier than Liam, though. Maybe. I mean, the it's only old... thing I've seen him in was uh, Westworld. No, he was in Ragnarok. Oh, yeah, he was in Ragnarok for a hot he, second. He played Thor. <laughs> yeah. It was great. All right, the next one is a sequel uh, to something that I I thought was all Like, thought when it came out it was going to be awful, and it turned out to be a pretty fun and successful movie. That's Happy Death Day to You. Uh, and Tree Gelbman discovers that dying over and over was surprisingly easier than the dangers that lie ahead. And that stars uh, Jessica Roth, Israel Broussard, Ruby Modine, and Siraj Sharma. Did you ever see the first one? No, I had no interest in the first one. It's it's <laughs> like, that's the same thing, dude. Like, the trailers made it seem like it was cheesy, but by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, I have no desire to see the first one or the second one. I'll probably watch this one with Chelsea. She liked the second, the first one, so I'm sure she'll want to see the second one. So that might be a little, little date night movie there. Let's go to Valentine's Day now. These are like those movies should have been released on Valentine's Day. Um, I don't understand why these movies are being released on Valentine's Day. But the first one is Alita: Battle Angel, uh, an action-packed story of a young woman's journey to discover the truth of who she is and her fight to change the world. Another really good cast. Uh, the stars Rosa Salazar, Mahershala Ali. Isa Gonzalez, Jennifer Conley, Lana Condor, Ed Skrine, Michelle Rodriguez, Jackie Earl Haley, Christoph Waltz, and Casper Van Dien. Where are you at with Alita Battle Angel? I actually do want to see this. Dude, it looks like the weirdest movie ever. 
Um, I actually try to win uh, screening passes uh, the past couple of days. Yeah, and then also James Cameron threw out there that they they were giving free screeners away. And I um, filed them on Instagram, I hit the link, and they were all sold out. Yeah, they uh, they do that for all movies. They give out free screeners. There's not a lot uh, in our area. New Jersey gets zero. Uh, It's always UA Riverview in um, King of Prussia, or uh, in Philly. That's exactly where it was at. That's where I saw uh, Justice League when I got the screener for Justice League. Yeah, I mean, it it looks good. It looks weird. I'm going to um, see it. Yeah, I do want to see it, so maybe it, we can do a guy yeah, hangout. Yeah, this could be a date night movie, me and you, for sure. I said guy hangout. You said date night, but whatever. Well, we're not going to lie to our listeners. Um, <laughs> it's like she's like half human, half anime. And I think yeah. that's, re- that's really cool. And like I like Robert Rodriguez. Uh, I'm not a big fan of James Cameron, but like he he does make really innovative movies yes so this looks like it's that next step and if this is like in between what he did with avatar and what he's going to do with avatar 2 i'm willing to give it a shot and it looks like it's gonna be it it reminds me of like ghost in the shell but if it was done with a really good budget and like proper casting so i'm I'm, yeah I'm, i'm pretty excited for this one actually um i'm excited for the next one that comes out too which i actually had a uh i had a screener to go see this past tuesday but i had something come up, and that's fighting with my family. Uh, a former wrestler oh. and his family make a living performing at small venues around the country while his kids dream of joining the WWE. And it stars Florence Pugh, Jack Loden, Lena Headey, Vince Vaughn, Nick Frost, Stephen Merchant, The Rock, and several WWE wrestlers, including Paige and the before-mentioned Selena Vega. Any interest in this? Uh, maybe a home rental. It looks kind of funny. And yeah, it, was it really actually, does. It was... It was actually directed by Stephen Merchant. Yeah, he wrote and directed it. Yeah. And he sold it to Seven Bucks Production. And it's it's loosely based off the story of Paige. Yes. Uh, Soraria Beavis. That's her yeah. real name. I, I know of Paige. I couldn't tell you much about her. Like, you know, I'm not a big wrestling fan. I know The Rock. I know of pa- Paige. Paige was, all right, so Paige is, was like the youngest WWE Divas champion, right? Uh, She's from England. I think she started wrestling like when she was like 14 or 15. She came in. She was really good at wrestling. She was leaps and bounds ahead of where the main roster girls were. She did real good, injured her neck a little bit, and most recently had like 30 sex tapes released. And it kind of like – like WWE is super fan friendly. So they they kind of moved away from her. She came back in. She started wrestling, got a concussion. Then she was the general manager. And then she like decided that she's gonna start um, building like a lip kit brand. So she's kind of like the goth version of Kylie Jenner. Okay. Um, and she dates. Uh, I don't know if you listen to him, but Falling in Reverse, or he used to be in Escape the Fate. Um, Ronnie Radke. She dates him. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, I used to listen to both those bands, but uh, she's like an ambassador for Hot Topic. That's who she is. She's su- she's super pale, probably as pale as Seamus. Yeah. And has dark black hair. Um, but she's a really good wrestler. Her story's great. Her mom was a professional wrestler. Uh, and Lena Headey's in it. And she's fantastic. And Nick Frost as her dad is yeah. awesome. And, like, I, I I remember her coming up. I was watching. I was back into watching wrestling when Paige started. So, like, I remember the journey through NXT, like, when they were – she was feuding with Charlotte and Sasha Banks. And it's going to be cool to actually see the behind-the-scenes stuff from her, her 
uh, her perspective. And plus, The Rock backed it, and The Rock is money. So I feel yeah, like this and, is going to make some money. And he plays like a parody of himself almost. Yeah, he just plays him. He plays The Rock, but he seems a little more comedic. Yeah. So, like I said, it you know, if it's on HBO or, you know, free premium movie, I'd probably check it out. What wins the week? Because there are two big movies coming out. Does Alita win or does this win? Because WWE fans are huge. Like there's I think a ton a, of WWE fans. I don't know. I think Alita wins. Oh, it's tough. It's a Valentine's Day weekend. I think they're gonna go see Fighting with the Family, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Alita first for me. We'll see. We'll yeah. have to we'll have to circle back when uh when that comes out and talk about that and see see where we were. The last movie coming out in February. Uh, I'm kind of leery to see if you're going to go see this. This is How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. When Hiccup discovers Toothless isn't the only Night Fury, he must seek the hidden world, a secret dragon utopia, before a hired tyrant named Grimmel finds finds it first. And stars Jay Burchell, Gerard Butler, Kate Blanchett, America Ferreira, Kit Harrington, so many more. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jonah Hill's in this as well. Are you into this? Like, is is uh, AG in this? Into this? Now nah, she doesn't like the How Do You Train Your Dragon. We've seen the first one, and then I showed her the second one, and she had no interest in it. So Yeah, um, I haven't seen any of these movies, so um, I'm not going to see it. I mean, the first one was okay. It was actually written by Adam Goldberg. Yeah. From the Goldbergs. Um, but the second one kind of fell off. Like I thought the first one was pretty good, but the second one wasn't that great, and then I have no desire for the third one. Yeah, I mean, it's the end of the franchise. Uh, it may be huge, but who knows? I'm not going to see it. Obviously, you're not going to see it. And if you do see it, we'll circle back and talk about it. All right, dude. Let's go to your favorite part of this episode. <laughs> and we're going to talk comics. And we're going to start with Marvel, as we always do. And Marvel is rolling out 16 new titles That's in ridiculous. February. 16. So... Late 2018 was the theme. The theme was Spider-Man with the Spider-Geddon stuff and all that stuff, right? Yeah. What do you think 2019 first quarter theme is? X-Men. Yes, because the first one we're talking about, Chuck, is Age of the X-Men, Marvelous X-Men, number one. The longest tongue twisteriest uh, title ever. Yeah. And it's Enter the age of the X-Men, the perfect heroes for a perfect world. The X-Men have helped make the world into a utopia where living in fear and hatred is a thing of the past. All people are united under the banner of mutant kind and all the mutant kind idolize the X-Men. Jean Grey, Colossus, Storm, X-23, X-Man, Nature Girl, Magneto, and of course the amazing Nightcrawler. When, when danger threatens the world, the marvelous X-Men set things right. For the good of all. And no one dares to say otherwise. You're an X-Men guy. I'm an X-Men guy. Any interest in the new version of the X-Men? The first question I have is. Nature Girl related to Ric Flair? Yeah, Charlotte. <laughs> um, now, I have no desire to read this. Because. As I almost talk every month. Marvel's comics. Lately have not interested me. At all. I just feel like there's so much connectivity to it. It's kind of like they're doing a metal event every other month, but it's a new one. So they did Spider Geddon, and now they're doing this uh, X Man stuff. And we talked about the the X Man 
last episode in January, um, and I I had no idea what was going on. I didn't pick that up, so I already feel like I'm a step behind the game. And this is only a one of five, and it you know it could it sounds pretty cool. I like that lineup with Jean Grey, Colossus, Storm, X twenty three, uh, Magneto, and the other two that I don't know, uh, and Nightcrawler. But I'm gonna move out away from this because there's you're gonna see the trend. There's so many X Men comics coming out this year this month. Then I'm like, oh my god, I'm not gonna be able to catch up. Um, so you're out on this one as well. Yeah, I'm out. All right. So just in time for Daredevil to get canceled, they start Daredevil's new run, number one. There's no story about it. It's a classified on Previews World. Um, any interest in reading a new Daredevil storyline? Nah, I'm out. It's classified, so it makes me like I want to know what they're talking about and, and like they're gonna unroll this huge storyline. But no, I'm not going to read this as well. Um, I think I'm over Daredevil until I see him back on Netflix again. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're just hiding it in secrecy to like get people hyped, and then it's going to be like, oh, okay, it's not that great. Yeah, it's it's a everybody comic, and you know Matt Murdock can actually see. Yeah, he got LASIK, and they're like, oh, he's all <laughs> right now. I, and like honestly, I feel like they just did a Daredevil run last month with the man of uh, Man Without Fear. Yeah, I think they did. Or they no, maybe they didn't. Maybe they did a uh they did one with Daredevil on the cover that I thought was really cool. I can't remember the name of it. And it's escaped me. So we'll move on to the next one. Uh Gunhawks number one. Uh and for Marvel's eightieth anniversary, we've set our sights on bringing some old titles back into the herd. And we've brought in stray bullets, David and Maria Laffin for a bullet-riddled saga of violence, vengeance, and Western justice. In the days of the Old West, there were plenty of fearsome folk, cowboys, rustlers, lawmen, and outlaws, but few were fearsome as the Gunhawks. Have you ever heard of the Gunhawks? Not at all. Neither have I, and they're talking like, this is like a recognizable comic from like 80 years ago. I don't know these guys. Yeah, I've never heard of it at all. I mean, it's, it's like... It kind of sounds it's, like their attempt to bring Jonah uh, Jonah Hex into the Marvel universe. Yeah, like it's their it's a it's a western. I mean, do western comics really sell? No, that's yeah, why Jonah Hex exactly. doesn't have a story. You know, I don't know, dude. I have no idea what this is. I'm I'm, I'm taking it. You're out on this one. Yeah, I yes, will tell I you that I do love the title though, Gunhawks. It's an awesome yeah, ass name. It sounds pretty cool, but yeah. I, I'm out. But I'm, I'm not going to read it. My dad would read this. <laughs> yeah, he would. Maybe I'll get that from my dad. Who knows? Uh, the next one is pr- one of the only comics I'll probably get from Marvel, and that's Old Man Quill. Seems like every single person's getting an Old Man title. Well, they uh, just try to capitalize because Old Man Logan was great, and they were like, oh, we're just going to give everyone an Old Man. And honestly, and- I am a sucker for it. I bought the Old Man Hawkeye. I got like up to six, and I was like, eh forgot about it and i bought old lady harley from dc i'm gonna buy this i'll at least buy the number one because i'm a sucker for new storyline number ones uh so let let me tell you the story and then we'll base our judgment on it the far-flung saga of the once and future star lord begins meet peter quill he used to be star lord you know the legendary outlaw but it's been quite some time since he's gone by that name taking over for his father as the emperor of spartex quill Quill put the life of spacefaring adventure behind him for one uh, for one of leadership and responsibility. Quill grew up, but things didn't go as planned. Decades have passed, and Peter is haunted by tragedy. Down and out, Quill's existence means nothing until the former Guardians of the Galaxy 
drag uh, Peter out of the funk for his last mission, the heist of one all, Jesus, the heist of all time. Nope, the heist of a lifetime. And Quill's harrowing quest for redemption brings us here. What do you think? I'm out. I why not just call this Old Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. Or like future guardians because that's what happens. It's essentially what it is. Like you put it's exactly what you said. They put the old man in front of the title and they're like this could be our next Logan. I'm sure the the landscape's going to be cool. Like that's what I loved about Old Man Logan besides the story. Haw- old Man Hawkeye had a great layout. Like the the dystopian universe with like the new, the heroes and the villains taking new roles. I really like that take on it. But like it's becoming overkill. I mean, I would put money that this is definitely not the last old man storyline we get. We didn't even get old man Cap yet. Or old we're man Bucky. Old we're man get Doctor Strange. Old man Bruce. Oh, God. We're going to get... I mean, that would be, I'd read that if it was Bruce from Family Guy. <laughs> I would absolutely read that if it was Bruce from Family Guy. Old man Bruce. I'm telling you, this is not the last old man storyline we heard. I will tell you, though, the one story old man I would read from front to back is Old Man Frank if it's a Punisher storyline. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. I would like to see Frank with future tech weapons. I, I would watch that. I would read that in a heartbeat. So uh, let's make that happen, Marvel. Uh, the last thing coming out on the 6th uh, is a Star Wars comic, Anakin Skywalker, number one. Any interest in young boy Anakin? Nope. Out. None. None. Why bring like are they gonna do a new series on Anakin on television? No. Done with his storyline. Next one, come next week, uh February thirteenth, comes Count Dooku number one. Where are you at with Count Dooku? No, I'm out. You like I do mean, you like Count Dooku? Uh Dooku, yes. Dooku, no. I like them both. Um Christopher Lee was great. Yeah. But you know, I don't need to see Count Dooku's backstory. I only want to get Count Dooku number one if it's kind of like what um, that Image comic that came out last year, uh, last month was, where it gives you a uh, Spotify playlist attached to each episode issue, and it's all of and it's Christopher Lee unreleased metal. I will I will read it if that's all I get. But if I'm not getting it, we, I'm not reading it. We talk about that all the time, and I still have not heard. It's it. good. It's so good. It's just like an old man, like chastised. It's like if your grandfather did metal. It's so good, Chuck. You're gonna have to listen to it. All right. The next one is Savage Sword of Conan, and this is from Jerry Duggan. Any interest in a new Conan storyline? Nah, I'm out. Do you think? All right. So Marvel owns Conan now. Do you think Phase Four involves like? Do you think we get a Conan movie? A new Conan movie? Yeah, um, yeah not Jason Momoa, may- Conan the Barbarian. A new comic. Um, you know what? Like, eh, I could, I could live without another Conan movie. Yeah, that that whole start where you said, you know what, and then ended it with, eh, showed your interest in it. So I appreciate your uh, your interest <laughs> in that. Let's keep going. We got Marvel's annotated number one of four. This is written by Alex Ross, um, and it's celebrating the 25th anniversary of this series that changed. The way we look at superheroes. The landmark Marvels is back and in, uh, in the year of 1939. Young photojournalist Phil Sheldon attends the sensational unveiling of the fiery android human torch. Little knowing 
he is witnessing the dawn of the age of marvels prepare to relive marvels golden golden age you gonna get this it's like eight bucks for for each nah, one. I'm, I'm like no 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 that's two that's two dc books that i can get i'm not getting i mean i like alex ross and his yeah. art is beautiful but i'm not reliving the android human torch i need to relive that we're getting the human torch we're not, we're not getting the android i don't care about him Right, next one is Avengers yes. No Road Home, one of ten, and I think one, two, and three come out in February, so that's uh, kind of weird. The team that brought you the Avengers No Surrender reunites for an all-new weekly Avengers adventure. Night has fallen across the universe. Now seven Avengers and one new addition journey forth to bring back the light. But when the threat they face has destroyed even the gods, will anyone make it home? I think Hercules is involved in this. Any interest in No Road Home? I've never seen no um, Avengers Surrender, so, so or I've out. never, I've never read it. Uh, yeah, I'm out. All right, let's go to the next one. Age of the X Men Next Gen, number one of five. In the age of Utopia, the Summers Institute for Higher Learning is the premier school for the mutant community across the globe. Attendance is mandatory for all mutant children as they learn to become the next generation of the marvelous X Men. But even in a utopian society. Teenagers will always find a way to rebel. Follow Glob, Armor, Anul, and Rockslide as they discover what it really means to live in the age of peace and harmony. Out. <laughs> Same. I'm out on this one too. All right, I let's am go to, out. Let's go to the tw- let's go to the twentieth. I said I might pick up the Star Lord number one. I'm definitely getting this one. The Age of the X Men Amazing Nightcrawler number one. From the Munich Circle, oh, sorry, from the Munich Circus to Hollywood Boulevard, Nightcrawler is starring in his own solo series. Kurt Wagner is the biggest celebrity splash superhero since Dwayne Johnson. Did you hear that? <laughs> Juggling Kurt's responsibilities as one of the X Men and the slate of summer blockbusters would be tough without the best support staff in the business. Stunt coordinator Magma, personal trainer Kylan, and of course his leading lady Megan. You getting this? No, it kind of sounds like what they were doing with Beast Boy and uh, Young, Young Justice. Justice. Absolutely, I'm getting the number one, and that's it. You do like Nightcrawler, so that makes. I sense. love Nightcrawler, and it's his first series, so I have to get the first one. All right, the next one's called Hulk Vereens, and I feel like Marvel's just reaching for words now. Hulk Vereens, number one of three, the clash you've been waiting for at le- at last. It's Weapon H versus his predecessors, Wolverine and the Hulk. Once the Weapon X program sought to recreate the world's two greatest hunters, they ended up with Weapon H, a man of adamantium claws and gamma juice blood. Now Wolverine and the Hulk are back in action and coming after the dangerous creation made in their name. Are you getting this one of three storyline? That sounds awful. It, it, they're reaching now. Let's just, it sounds, let's just... If Wolverine had a baby with the Hulk, this is what we have. It sounds really bad. Like, it's they're just... It seems like they're just kind of like, what two popular characters do we have? Oh, wait, great. You know what? Let's blend them together. Dude, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. When Weapon H came out, we talked about it on the podcast, and we were both amped for it. Marvel did such a huge like event rolling it out. It was in every comic book. I think this is when you and I were reading Man-Thing still, and it, just, it was just like, this is what's coming out. This is what's coming out. And it came out, and we're like, oh, no. Yeah. This yeah. is not it. So you're yeah. out on Hulk for Reans, that made up word. 
That's it. They could have came up with a better title than that, but yes, yeah. I'm out. Okay. The next one I think we're both going to be out on. Love Romances, number one. Ooh. Yeah. Love stories that can only be told in a comic book. Number one, can robots fall in love? Is romance just a fantasy? Can love breach the corridor of death? I'm out on this. Uh, Yeah, I'm out. Like, they, they, they put out a love story comic, and they missed uh, cashing in on Valentine's Day. It comes out the 20th. <laughs> they couldn't put it a week before that on the 13th i mean it might se- like if it came out before like it might sell if women are like oh I'll get that for my husband or boyfriend yes. but nah i'm no. out i'm out on this one too all right we're almost done marvel the last week <laughs> Jan- or february 27th we have the age of the x-man extremist number one of five the- a perfect world doesn't just happen it needs to be cultivated that's where the extremists come in. Psylocke, Iceman, Northstar, Blob, Jubilee, and Moneta protect people from threats they won't even know existed, including the most insidious threat know, of all time. Are you in on this one with Blob, Blob, and Psylocke? I mean, it's got a cool lineup, but yeah. no, I'm out once again. Yeah, I'm out on this one too. Um, I'm out on this one as well. It's called The Uncanny X-Men Winter's End. Iceman again and the X-Men get a special visitor from the future. An older Bobby Drake has come to uh, come to the present to tell him to give up being a superhero. But what could have happened that would change Bobby Drake from the X-Men's resident jokester to the morose mutant? You out on this one? It's essentially old man Bobby. No, dude. It's essentially Flashpoint. Yeah, true. He's, he's coming back. When did Bobby Drake become the Flash? Of the Marvel Universe. You know what? Like, as cold as it is out, I don't want to read anything with the word cold, winter, or ice in it. Right? This polar vortex has fucked my whole circadian rhythm up. Yeah, it's... Cold outside. We couldn't even record together because it's fucking four degrees outside and no one wanted to go out. It's crazy. So I'm not reading Winter's End. I hope Winter ends that day. Yeah, I'm out. All right, this one I'm in on. Ziggy Pig Silly Seal Comics number one. What did you just say? <laughs> Ziggy Pig and Silly Seal Comics number one. Not the hell so is funny that? when yeah. Well, I'm gonna read it. Not so funny when it happens to you. Once they were superstars in the funny animal comedy circuit. Now money and fame have ru- ruined their friendship. Will it ruin their lives? Ziggy Pig, Silly Seal Comics number one. I'm in. What the hell is that shit? <laughs> Remember when DC started doing like the I don't know the crossovers with like Scooby Doo and you know Courage Cowardly Dog and stuff like that? Yeah, I got some of those. Yeah, that's well, we got this. This is this is Marvel's response. At least, <laughs> at least with WB was getting somewhat known characters. Yeah, they did it with like the Looney Tunes and Elmer Fudd and Batman, which turned out to be a gem. Who the hell is Ziggy Pig? <laughs> uh amazing character that marvel whipped up oh my god (laughs) all right so you're out on that yeah all right let's move to some stuff that i think you and i both are going to be in on and that's dc comics uh we have i think one each week december or jesus february 6th we have female furies number one of six all their lives the female furies have been raised to be the meanest most cunning and most ruthless fighting force on all of apocalypse So why are Granny Goodness's girls left behind every time the men go to war? With the might of New Genesis hanging over the planet 
and the forever people making mincemeat of Darkseid's army, Granny thinks it's time that that changed. And so, Big Barda, Ariel, Mad Harriet, Lashina, Bernadette, and Stompa set out to beat the boys at their own game. Are you going to read this? Uh, um, so, I'm glad we are getting new gods, because like we talked about before, like a new gods movie's coming out, so they're like, hey, we're going to put new gods out there, we're going to try to get people interested before the movie comes out. So, that's a possibility, and we are seeing Granny Goodness and new gods in Young Justice. Yeah. So... It's definitely a possibility, and if it's not like a super mature read, I think AG would like this. Yeah, uh, if it if Big Barda's involved, she's usually like naked in all her comics. I don't know if she's gonna like it. Big Barda actually had a big um, part in uh, the DC Superhero Girls. Yeah, Big Barda's awesome, and it's gonna be Gwendolyn Christie when they do a New Gods movie. It has to be. That would be great. Yeah, honestly, it has to be. And you know what comic was great? We talked about it last month. Um, I got both of them, and they both sold out and are going to second printing. Uh, Young Justice and Naomi. Really? Naomi is the truth, dude. It was awesome. I had no interest in that. Yeah, Naomi's really good. And Young Justice, like, I thought, like, the cover looked like, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be, like, a a very G-rated comic. It is not G-rated. It's fun. It's got a good, good little cast. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, and then you have um, that's from Wonder Comics, a D- new DC imprint from Brian Michael Bendis, and he's unveiling his next one on uh, February thirteenth, Wonder Twins number one, <laughs> and it's exiled from their home plant- planet. Alien heroes Zon and Jana Jana uh, must navigate life as teenagers at on Earth at South Metropolis High School, where they they're even bigger outsiders than the typical awkward young adults. Under the watchful eye of Superman, the brother and the sister pull a monitor duty at the Hall of Justice as interns while also trying to overcome the pitfalls of Zan's brash confidence and Jaina's shy but streetwise persona. If you think you know the Wonder Twins, think again. This book takes the form of the unexpected. You going to get the Wonder Twins number one? That's a possibility because yeah, I, actually, I, actually, I actually liked the Wonder Twins when uh, back in the day when I used to watch DC Superhero Friends. Yeah. They were ridiculous. Yeah. Um, they so were ridiculous on uh, the Teen Titans Go show. I've seen them on there. They're absolutely ridiculous. That's definitely a possibility. Yeah. Um, this next one sounds pretty cool, too. And it's the the newest one coming from Vertigo. And that comes out on the 20th. It's called High Level Number 1. Uh, hundreds of years after the world ended and human society was rebuilt from scratch, a self-interest, self-interested smuggler is forced to traverse a new continent of danger and mystery to deliver a child messiah to high level, a mythical city at the top of the world from which no one has ever returned. Um, it kind of sounds like um, Book of Eli. Yeah. And it comes from um, the, the writer Rob Sheridan, the co-creator of Nine Inch Nails, groundbreaking Year Zero alternate reality game. I'm out. Um, I might check it out. I think there was a free preview on Previews World, so I might read it and see where I'm at with it. But that's honestly all for DC. All the new stuff coming out, all the brand new number one series. Three, Chuck, versus 16 <laughs> in Marvel. And I like I should start with Image and go down to Marvel because Image is even less. Two. Yeah. And two big names that people are going to 
start to get more familiar with, one of which they know a lot about. She's been in a couple movies. But the second one is something that's going to be coming to Netflix real soon. The first one um, is coming out on February 13th, and it's Hit Girl Season 2, Number 1, The Silent Era, Part 1. Uh, and it says, join film, podcast, and comics legend Kevin Smith and the animation illustration virtuoso Pernil Rum from DC Superhero Girls, Blush, and Coral for the glitz and the gore of this all-new chapter of Hit Girl. Our favorite adolescent assassin tears Tinseltown a new one when she realizes her life, her life's being dramatized for the silver screen. Hit Girl storms sets, wages war on fat cat movie bosses, and lures old enemies out of hiding in their California in this California bloodbath. I've been talking about this Kevin Smith Hit Girl story for months now. You have been. I am absolutely getting this. I'm out. This is the first time he's written in so long, so I have to get it and see where he's at with it. And if yeah. he's if he's writing this, who knows if Netflix is doing a Hit Girl movie or series, he might actually show run it. Yeah, that's a possibility. So this could be the future. If you're out on it, I'll get it. You can read it when I'm done. All right. How about that? Uh, and the last one I said is a character that many people don't know about. We've talked about how weird the title is. Uh, it's going to be coming to Netflix because it's a Mark Miller universe storyline. Uh, it's called Sharky Bounty Hunter Number 1. <laughs> Uh, set in a brilliant new sci-fi universe, Sharky is a blue-collar bounty hunter who tracks criminals across the galaxy in his converted rocket-powered ice cream truck. Aided and abetted by his 10-year-old partner, he's out for the biggest bounty of his career. What's your thoughts about Sharky? I'm out. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it Sharky really does. on an ice cream truck with a 10-year-old. That sounds like a Amber Alert. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? This comic should be called Amber Alert. Yeah, it it, it sounds super weird. I'm out. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back on Comicsology and read some of the old Sharky stuff to see if I'm interested in it before I buy this, uh, because I do I do need to get more familiar with this character because we're gonna do probably do an episode on it, um, and we're gonna talk about it because you know we're gonna see a show. It's, I think it was one of the first confirmed titles for the Millar what the Millarverse or Millerverse. On Netflix, yeah. uh, which is crazy. So that's all from Image, Chuck. That's all the comics that's coming out. It seems like you're on the fence with probably one, and that's the Wonder Twins, and you're not getting anything else. I might buy three or four. We'll see where we go with it. Um, I want to know what else thinks and what they're going to buy, what they're going to see, what they're going to watch. Um, and they can let us know on all of the social medias. And that's Twitter, The Active Geek, where this being Black History Month, I'm going to post a African-American superhero every single day for the 28 days of February um, and maybe multiples per day because I want to make sure we can get as many represented as possible. You can follow us on Twitter, ActiveGeek underscore. Those pictures will also go to Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, the Active Geek Podcast. Where can you follow Chuck? Where can we follow you, Chuck? You can follow me on Instagram as Chuck underscore the Active Geek. And you can also follow AG Cosplay. Thank you, sir. And then you can look for us on any podcast directory that's available because we are out there. Continue to share our episodes because we want to reach as many people as possible. If you have time, visit our website, activegeekproductions.com. You can also like uh, write a review on Apple Play, or Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, wherever you can. Give us a five-star review and support all the Active Geek Productions on the Active Geek Network. That is Galaxy Wars Podcast every 
Monday, Binks and the Beards podcast, which is coming back soon. We have a couple new podcasts that we're going to be de- uh, developing and announcing in the future. And for the Active Geek Podcast, I am Jim. I am Chuck. And we will be back next week, next Wednesday, with the Umbrella Academy. And we are out.